Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris, and we are broadcasting from makeshift studios in the shadow of South Central Virginia. You can follow the show on Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. Email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it, and it helps people to find the show. Folks, this has just been a horrendous week, has it not? Just crazy with the amount of deaths and everything going on. I wanted to start out by sending out my condolences to uh, the family, friends, and fans of Arlene Sorkin. Played or voiced the original Harley Quinn for the Batman animated series. Passed away this past week. As well as Bob Barker, 99, from The Price is Right, Happy Gilmore, and other things. So our condolences go out to his friends, fans, and family. And then a lot of wrestling deaths, as you well know. First of all, Abe Jacobs, former wrestler who was the oldest living professional wrestler known at age of 95 when he passed away. Promoter Carlos Elizondo from Monterey Lucha Libre. Rich Landrum, former JCP announcer in the late 70s, early 80s. And then the two big ones, uh, Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. Terry Funk, the last few years, had been living, had... um, a form of dementia and was in assisted living for a while. And so you kind of knew this day was coming, but it was still a shock when I heard about it because he's just one of those just constants, I guess, that you just always expected to be there in one way. And I heard a lot of people and I can't really find a flaw in the logic say that he was their favorite wrestler because he was the all around wrestler gave you his all always forward thinking ahead of the curve and not afraid to reinvent himself as needed. My thoughts and prayers just go out to his friends and family and fans as well as the one that really floored me was the next day learning that Bray Wyatt had passed away 36 years old from a sudden heart attack as a result of some heart issues that had been exacerbated by having COVID earlier in the year. And that was just, it was hard. It took me by, it, it, it took me by surprise. And I'm like, Oh, I, I need to sit down and, and think this one through. And the WWE did a great job. I thought on Friday night with SmackDown really celebrating the life of both Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk, their lives. So Our condolences go out to all of these people, their families, their friends, their fans. I just hope that they are comforted in their time of need. Today, we look at Clash of the Champions 20 from WCW. Clash of the Champions 20, 20 years of wrestling on TBS, was shown on TBS on September 2nd, 1992, from the Center Stage Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. We start with an intro of some of the biggest moments in wrestling on TBS. Tony Giovanni and Missy Hyatt welcome us to The Clash. They are out in front of the center stage theater with the crowd. They then bring on Gordon Soley and Andre the Giant. Andre is dressed well, but he is on crutches, and this will be the final American appearance of Andre 
as he would pass away in a few months. Soli says he's very excited for the night. Andre says he's excited to be here to see all of his TBS wrestling stars. Ron Simmons then arrives with his wife. Simmons says, like all past champions, he is there to take care of business and to keep that belt around his waist. Missy tells Simmons that everyone from FSU and all of the alumni are so proud of Simmons. Bill Watts, his wife Sandy, and Hank Aaron get out of the next limo. This would have far-reaching implications in the months to come, but Watts says it's a great night. Aaron says it's a great night as well. 20 years and he is happy to be here for WCW and TBS. Bill Shaw, the president of WCW, is then introduced and he says it's an exciting night for WCW. Jim Barnett then arrives and he says it's an historic night. Executive Vice President Bob Dew is introduced. He says they are looking for an exciting evening. 20 great years on TBS. Bruno San Martino is then introduced. San Martino says he is proud to be here for 20 years of wrestling on TBS and to be with an organization that presents his kind of wrestling. Missy then flirts with him in a hilarious moment. Sting drives up on a Harley and Missy goes wild. Sting gets off the bike and says this is unbelievable. He gets the crowd fired up and says that the clash of the champions is what it's all about. He then goes inside and Missy is all doe-eyed and says she wants to ride on the back of Sting's Harley. Tony says stay cool Missy. He then throws it to Teddy Long on the inside with Dusty Rhodes and Bill Watts. Atlanta City Councilman Rob Pitts presents a proclamation to Watts proclaiming that day is WCW Day in the city of Atlanta. Watts then thanks Pitts on behalf of WCW. Rhodes then fires it up saying they are going to get funky like a monkey tonight. Teddy Long, he then quickly introduces the assassin, Thunderbolt Patterson and Magnum TA before throwing it to Jim Ross and Jesse Ventura. And Patterson looked pissed that he didn't get a chance to say something on the mic. Jim and Jesse are dressed to the nines. They talk about 20 years on TBS and preview what's coming up on The Clash. WCW World Television Championship match. Steve Austin with Paulie Dangerously versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Austin is the current champion. Steamboat gets a great ovation when he comes out. After Austin and Paulie come out, Gary Michael Capetta asks the crowd to rise for the singing of the national anthem by 11-year-old Megan Sheehan of Tulsa, Oklahoma. She is escorted to the ring by Johnny B. Bad in order to get everyone on the show, I guess. She does a good job. Capetta says there are no disqualifications allowed and Paulie will be suspended from a cage at ringside. Paulie tries to get away but is caught and put into the cage. The bell rings and they circle each other. They lock up and drive to a corner in Austin on offense early with shots to the injured midsection of Steamboat. Steamboat comes back with chops to Austin. Austin ducks a shot and comes back with some strikes of his own. They go back and forth like this and Steamboat with a hip toss to Austin out of the corner. Steamboat follows it up with a side headlock takeover to Austin for a one count. Austin working to get back to his feet. He does and goes after Steamboat. He misses a big right hand to Steamboat and Steamboat gets Austin down with a drop toe hold. He then gets a side headlock on Austin. The crowd starts a steamboat chant. All the TBS executives in suits are clapping along to the chant and laughing and I am embarrassed for them. Austin back to his knees and steamboat claps his arms around Austin's head to drive Austin back to one knee. Austin back to his feet and pushes off and steamboat misses a clothesline. They do a series of counter moves to each other. Austin finally gets a hip toss and an elbow drop in. Steamboat with a kick to Austin and a chop and Steamboat back to the side headlock takeover. Austin rolls Steamboat over to get a series of near falls on Steamboat. Steamboat goes back to a vertical sitting position with the side headlock still on. As Austin struggles to get back to his feet, Steamboat screams out how about it to Paul E. Austin tries for a belly-to-back suplex, but Steamboat lands on his feet and goes back to the side headlock. 
Austin tries again to the same effect. Austin just throws Steamboat down to the mat this time. Steamboat blocks, being thrown headfirst into the turnbuckle and throws Austin in instead. Austin gets Steamboat up on a turnbuckle and hits a modified belly-to-belly suplex to throw Steamboat off of the turnbuckle. Austin gets back to his feet as referee Nick Patrick checks on Steamboat, who is holding his injured rib. Austin concentrates on the ribs and rips the tape off of Steamboat. Austin goes after Steamboat with some chops and kicks and Steamboat starts to chop Austin back. Austin comes back with some shots and a backbreaker to Steamboat to the injured ribs. He then hits another backbreaker and gets a series of two count. Steamboat gets back to his feet and the crowd chants Steamboat again. Back and forth in the corner and Steamboat comes back with chops. Steamboat tries for a scoop slam but drops Austin and grabs his side instead. Austin takes advantage and hits Steamboat with a clothesline. Austin follows it up with an Irish whip and an abdominal stretch. Steamboat is in tremendous pain and Austin takes advantage and drives an elbow into Steamboat's side. Steamboat gets to the ropes to break the hold and Austin pulls him away towards the center of the ring to reapply the hold, but Steamboat hits a hip lock to prevent it. Austin with an Irish whip but drops his head and Steamboat slams Austin head first down to the mat. Steamboat follows it up with chops to Austin in the corner. Austin reverses a corner whip and Steamboat comes back with a crossbody, but Austin rolls through and gets a close two count. Austin goes for a drop kick, but Steamboat blocks it and grabs Austin's legs and catapults Austin into the corner buckle. Steamboat reaches up and hooks Austin's legs for a two count. Austin gets back to his feet, only for Steamboat to run him into the turnbuckle again. Austin gets a double leg pickup and goes to pin Steamboat with his feet on the ropes, but only gets a two count. Steamboat with a series of moves. Austin reverses a tombstone pile driver attempt, and Steamboat then counters back and hits the tombstone. Steamboat can barely cover Austin and gets a two count. Austin runs Steamboat into the turnbuckle and gets an inside cradle with a handful of tights for another two count. Austin puts Steamboat back on the top rope and goes to superplex Steamboat and Steamboat counters by grabbing Austin and slamming him face first down to the mat. Steamboat goes for a chop from the second rope onto Austin, but Austin catches Steamboat with a shot to the midsection. Steamboat with an inside cradle for a two count. Austin with an Irish whip misses a clothesline and Steamboat comes back with a shoulder block. He gets another two count. Another shoulder block and two count. Austin goes to throw Steamboat out, but Steamboat grabs the ropes and skins the cat to come back in, only for Austin to hit him with a brutal-looking elbow that knocks Steamboat to the outside. The referee checks on Austin and Steamboat climbs under the ring. Steamboat climbs out on the other side and climbs up top and hits a crossbody to pin Austin and become the new TV champion. The crowd cheers as Steamboat is presented with the belt and raises it high. WCW scrapbook of Mr. Wrestling 2 hitting the million dollar knee lift and pinning someone. Jim and Jesse take a look at some of the tag teams that make up the history of wrestling on TBS. The teams include the Briscoe brothers, Jack and Jerry, and it misspells their last name. Man, WCW is going to find a way to WCW, aren't they? Halloween Havoc, spin the wheel, make the deal ad. Jesse interviews Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson, who are with Michael Hayes. Hayes says that he's been hosting the main event on Sundays with Jim Ross and everyone wants to know what he's been up to. He says he's taken the best of tag team wrestling from the 80s and put it all together as one unit. Greg Valentine and Dick Slater with Larry Zbysko versus Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton with Michael Hayes. Zbysko with a broken arm due to the fallout from being in the Dangerous Alliance. This on paper looks to be a good match. Valentine and Anderson start, and Anderson with a side headlock into a hammerlock. Valentine with a back elbow to break the hold. He gets a side headlock. Anderson pushes off and Eaton hits Valentine in the back with a forearm from the apron. Anderson with forearms to Valentine's back and Eaton comes in and they double team Valentine. 
now four men in the ring. Slater gets Anderson and Eaton off Valentine and drives them to the outside where they regroup with Hayes. Anderson back in the ring and hits Valentine with a knee. Valentine reverses an Irish whip and Slater hits Anderson in the back from the apron and turnabout is fair play. Slater then comes in to double team Anderson with Valentine and that brings Eaton in and I believe we have seen this before. Referee Mike Atkins gets the extra men out of the ring and back to the apron. Eaton tagged in. Valentine with chops and a side headlock to Eaton and Slater tagged in. Slater gets Eaton in the corner and hits him with several shots and forearms. Eaton with the corner whip and goes to backdrop Slater, who hits Eaton with an elbow to the back. Slater follows that up with a reverse neck breaker to Eaton and then a side rushing leg sweep. Slater tries to get a pin with his legs on the ropes for an additional leverage, but gets caught and Atkins stops his count. They lock up again and Eaton tags Anderson in. Double team slam to Slater in the corner and Anderson with the wrist lock to Slater. Slater comes back with a headbutt and tags Valentine in. Valentine gets Anderson in the corner and plants his shoulder into Anderson's midsection several times. Valentine with a suplex on Anderson for a two count. Valentine with a front face lock, but Anderson goes back towards his own corner and Eden grabs Valentine. Eden and Anderson take turns hitting Valentine until Atkins puts a stop to it. Eden tagged in and runs Valentine headfirst into a turnbuckle. Eden then takes Valentine down with a hammer lock. Eden with an armbar and Anderson tagged in. They exchange chops and Slater grabs Anderson and he and Valentine double team Anderson. Slater tagged in and he knocks Anderson down with a shot. Valentine and Slater have been effective during this match. I will give them that. Slater goes to the outside and grabs Anderson's leg and slams it down on the apron. Eden comes over and hits Slater with some big hard right hands to get him off of Anderson. Valentine puts Anderson in figure four, but Eden comes in and drops an elbow on Valentine to break the hold. Anderson reverses an Irish whip and hits the spine buster. Slater in to break up the pen attempt. Now all four men in. Slater throws Eaton to the outside. Valentine grabs Anderson from behind for Slater to hit, but the referee cuts Slater off and tries to get him out of the ring. So Valentine turns Anderson around for Zabisco, who has gotten up on the apron to hit with his cast. Anderson ducks and Valentine gets hit instead. Valentine falls to the mat and Eaton hits the Alabama jam to Valentine from the second rope. Anderson then gets the pin. WCW scrapbook of Jim Cornette threatening the Rock and Roll Express that his team will get their belts back. Jim Ross talks to Bruno San Martino. San Martino says he's thrilled to be here. He loved the Ricky Steamboat Steve Austin match and he's anxious to see the title match between Cactus Jack and Ron Simmons. He says he's thrilled to be here in WCW because it was the kind of wrestling that he was used to. Larry Z on TV followed by Bruno. Some would think that it was 1980 all over again. They say that Bruno is going to be a part of Halloween Havoc, and he says he's excited about it being back in Philadelphia. Teddy Long is in the VIP room with Gordon Soley and Andre. He talks to Bullet Bob Armstrong. Armstrong says he's thrilled to be here. He had the opportunity and wrestled on the very first card held on WTBS, and all of his sons have had the opportunity to wrestle on WTBS, and tonight he is looking forward to Brad keeping his title. Long then talks to Thunderbolt Patterson. Patterson tries to do an old school Thunderbolt type interview and it's interesting. He says he's so glad that he's living and was invited to this occasion. They then go via satellite to some comments that Mr. Wrestling 2 made from his home in Hawaii. He congratulates Ted Turner and WCW for 20 years of wrestling on TBS and says if you want to watch real wrestling, watch WCW. He's glad to see them do real wrestling, the type of wrestling he is familiar with. They then go to comments from the boss himself, Ted Turner. He says that professional wrestling has been one of the longest running programs on WTBS. 
He says over the past 20 years, WCW has shown some of the greatest matches and wrestlers in wrestling. He says he's glad to see wrestling return to legitimate athletic competition and congratulates WCW on continuing the tradition of bringing action-packed wrestling excitement to TBS. WCW scrapbook of the Road Warriors doing a promo about snacking on danger and dining on death. Tony Giovanni is standing by with Cowboy Bill Watts, who has the light heavyweight title with him. Kids, have you ever seen a title be put out of its misery? Watts talking about Brad Armstrong being injured and unable to compete. He says the tournament to crown a new champion will be announced later, but it won't be. Jesse interviews Brad Armstrong. He says he is extremely let down at the decision. He says he tried to hold that title high and be a good champion. Brian Pillman comes in with a pissed look on his face. Jesse says he was the man Armstrong was supposed to defend his title against, and it has to be disheartening to him. Pillman says it is disheartening because he worked very hard and trained for this world title shot. He says the more he thinks about it, the more of a disgrace it is because his fans wanted to see him regain his title. He then goes off on Armstrong, calling him broken down and pathetic. Pillman says Armstrong's father is up there in the VIP room hanging his head in shame. Armstrong says he's let down too, that he's injured and can't compete. Pillman calls Armstrong scum and then slaps him. Pillman then leaves. WCW scrapbook of Roddy Piper yelling at Ric Flair. Then a look back at some of the singles wrestlers on WCW. Jim and Jesse talk about Ron Simmons taking on Cactus Jack after a feature is shown on Simmons. WCW scrapbook of special referee Ernie Shavers confronting Ric Flair. WCW World Heavyweight Championship match. Ron Simmons versus Cactus Jack. Simmons with a tremendous ovation as he comes out. Ole Anderson is the special referee for the match. They lock up and Simmons with a side headlock. Cactus Jack pushes off and Simmons comes back with a shoulder block and almost gets the count from it, but Jack back to his feet. Jack forced back to the corner and Simmons breaks. Another lock up and Simmons goes back to the side headlock. Jack tries to break the hold, so Simmons gets him over with a takedown. Cactus Jack briefly turns over for a one count. Simmons goes back to the side headlock. Jack turns Simmons back over for a one count. Simmons goes to his knees with the side headlock still on Cactus. Cactus Jack gets back to his feet. Jack with a series of punches to Simmons' midsection to try to get out of the move. Cactus pushes off and then hits Simmons with a running headbutt. Jack then throws Simmons through the ropes to the outside. Jack goes out to the apron to jump on Simmons, but Simmons back to his feet and he tells Cactus Jack to bring it. Cactus Jack gets back in the ring and Simmons follows. They circle each other and lock up again. Jack rakes the back of Simmons and then bites Simmons on the forehead. Anderson warns Jack and then gets him away. Cactus Jack then punches Simmons and gets him to one knee with a chin lock into a choke, but breaks on the three count before going back to the choke. Anderson gets him off of Simmons. He goes back to Simmons, who lifts Cactus Jack up on his back and slams backwards into a turnbuckle. Cactus catches Simmons coming in with a foot and then delivers a series of shots to Simmons. Simmons reverses and pummels Jack down in a corner with a series of shots. Anderson then gets Simmons away. Jack then catches Simmons with a shot as Simmons was coming in again. Jack then clotheslines Simmons and they both go over the top rope. Cactus Jack then hits a swinging neck breaker to Simmons on the floor. Jack then slams Simmons' head against the concrete as they both get back in the ring. Jack hitting Simmons with forearms as a Go-Ron Go chant breaks out and Simmons starts to fight back. Cactus Jack responds by raking the face. Jack tries to go for the double arm DDT but Simmons drives him back to a corner. Cactus Jack gets a foot up on the charge. Simmons catches Jack's foot and spins him around, 
only to get hit with the clothesline from Cactus Jack. Jack gets Simmons back to his feet, only to clothesline him back down again. Then a third clothesline gets a two count. Jack gets a headlock on Simmons. The go run go chant starts again as the crowd starting to do the chop for the former Florida State Seminole. Simmons tries to break the hold. He does and gets back to his feet and hits Jack with some big shots. The two wrestlers exchange headbutts to each other in the center of the ring. Simmons gets the better of the exchange and then hits Cactus Jack with a couple of shots. He then goes to the second rope and comes off and drives Jack's head down to the mat. Simmons with an Irish whip, but drops his head too early and Jack hits him with a shot. Jack backs up and Simmons hits him with a forearm out of a three-point stance. Another forearm gets a one count for Simmons. Simmons gets a forearm. He then tries for a backdrop, but Cactus Jack grabs Simmons as he goes up and over. So Simmons slams down to the mat backwards, driving Cactus Jack to the mat for a two count. Simmons follows that up with an Irish whip and a clothesline. Simmons goes to grab Jack again, only for Jack to drop and drive Simmons out of the ring. Cactus Jack with a scoop slam to Simmons on the concrete in front of the TBS and WCW executives. Cactus Jack goes up to the apron and comes off with the elbow to Simmons. Both men get back in the ring. Simmons with an Irish whip and a spine buster that JR calls a sidewalk slam. Simmons follows that up with another Irish whip and a power slam to get the pin. The crowd cheers as Simmons gets the championship belt and holds it up high. WCW scrapbook of Bobby Eaton hitting a knee drop on an opponent. Jim and Jesse talk about Master Chono becoming the NWA champion and show highlights of the finals of the tournament between Chono and Rick Rude. They then go to an interview that Rude did and Rude wants a rematch with Chono. JR is joined by Cactus Jack, who has the Barbarian with him. Cactus Jack says he found out Ron Simmons has weaknesses, so he called up a man who can exploit them. The Barbarian's new partner, Butch Reed. Reed then comes in. The Barbarian and Butch Reed with Cactus Jack versus Barry Windham and Dustin Rose. Cactus Jack joins commentary as Barbarian and Rhodes start the match. Rhodes with a side headlock. Barbarian pushes off. Rhodes comes back with a shoulder block but can't drop Barbarian. A second shoulder block has the same effect, so Rhodes gets a side headlock. Barbarian goes to push Rhodes away, but Rhodes tags Wyndham in first. Rhodes pushes off and comes back with a sunset flip. Barbarian fights not going down until Wyndham hits him with a lariat. Then a double drop kick to Butch Reed. Then a double drop kick to Barbarian and the heels go out to the floor to regroup. Barbarian gets back in, locks up with Wyndham, and hits him with the knee to the stomach. Barbarian goes to press slam Wyndham, but Wyndham rolls behind and rolls Barbarian up. He gets a two count. They lock up again, and Reed tagged in. Wyndham quickly escapes the corner before the heels start to double team him. Wyndham locks up with Reed. Wyndham then tags Rhodes and holds Reed, and Rhodes hit hitting Reed with forearms. Reed drives Rhodes into a corner. Rhodes breaks and Reed attacks him with a series of forearms to the ribs and back. Reed with a corner whip, but catches a boot from Rhodes on the charge. Rhodes with some right hands and a corner whip to Reed in the opposite corner. Reed moves on the charge and Rhodes goes spilling to the concrete on the outside. Cactus Jack starts laughing at that on commentary and Wyndham goes over to check on Rhodes. Reed goes out and throws Rhodes back in. Reed cuts off the tag attempt by Rhodes to Wyndham. Wyndham tries to come in, but is cut off by referee Randy Anderson. The heels take advantage and double-team Rhodes. Double Irish whip and clothesline by the heels. Barbarian tagged in and headbutts Rhodes in the midsection while Reed holds Rhodes. Barbarian follows that up with a backbreaker. Back and forth, and Barbarian gets a shot that knocks Rhodes to his knees. Barbarian chokes Rhodes on the second rope for a three count. 
And as Anderson takes him off, Reed comes over and kicks Rose. The heel's doing some fantastic double teaming here. Rose trying to crawl towards his own corner, but calls right to the Barbarian. Barbarian with a front face lock and Rose still trying to reach out to make the tag. Barbarian with a forearm and Rose starting to fight back. Reed tagged in. He continues to batter Rose as Rose continues to try to tag Wyndham in. Reed with a swinging neckbreaker. He gets a two count. Reed with an Irish whip and a clothesline. Reed grabs a seated Rose by the head and starts punching Rose for a three count. Rose again fighting back. Reed again cuts off a tag attempt by grabbing Rose in a rear chin lock. Reed runs Rose into Barbarian's knees and Barbarian tagged in. Barbarian picks Rose up and runs him into a turnbuckle. Rose fighting back with a series of shots to Barbarian. Barbarian is so powerful he knocks Rose down with one shot. Barbarian with a scoop slam and drops an elbow on Rose. He gets a two count. Barbarian with a front face lock and Reed tagged in. Reed with a double axe handle from the second rope to Rose. He follows that up with a rear chin lock to Rose. Back and forth. Reed with an Irish whip. Rhodes comes back with an elbow to Reed and both men fall to the mat. Reed goes for a pile driver, but Rhodes reverses it into a backdrop. Reed cuts off another tag attempt. Reed with an Irish whip and both men go down after a double clothesline. Cactus Jack yells out from commentary that they prove their point and Reed should finish off Rhodes. Both Barbarian and Wyndham tagged in and Wyndham comes in a house of fire on Barbarian. He hits an Irish whip and a backdrop on Barbarian and then takes Reed out with a shot to Reed on the apron. Then an Irish whip and a drop kick to Barbarian and a lariat to Reed when he comes in. Irish whip and a lariat to the Barbarian. Wyndham then puts Barbarian on the top turnbuckle and hits the superplex with the float over cover. But before Anderson can start counting, Wyndham is up and goes after Reed who had climbed up top to hit Wyndham with the double axe handle. Wyndham slams Reed down. All four men in the ring. Double drop kick to Reed. Anderson gets Rhodes out of the ring as Barbarian catches Wyndham with a kick to the face and pins Wyndham. Jim Ross talks to the Barbarian, Cactus Jack, and Butch Reed. Jack calls Barbarian and Reed the best tag team in WCW, but they don't stop there. They set their sights on Ron Simmons because one of his men will get Simmons. WCW scrapbook of Dusty Rhodes and Willie Nelson from the Superstars on the Superstation interview, and that show is available for you in the archives. As they go to the commercial, you see Jake Roberts peeking through the curtain towards the ring. JR asks Jesse what that's all about after the commercial, and Jesse says he doesn't know. Feature on the eight-man elimination match and what brought the match about. WCW scrapbook to a look at an early WCW match from Sting. Eight-man elimination tag team match. Sting, Nikita Koloff, and the Steiner brothers Rick and Scott versus Rick Rude, Jake Roberts, Vader, and the Super Invader with Harley Race and Medusa. Heels out first to not much of a reception. The faces get a tremendous reaction when they come out. They try to figure out who's going to start for each team and it looks like it's going to be Rick Steiner and Vader. They look at each other before locking up as the crowd barks at Rick. Vader pushes off. Another lock up and Vader hitting Rick with some right hands and Rick comes fighting back. Rick with a corner whip, but Vader catches Rick with a boot to the face as Rick comes charging in. Rick comes back with a right hand that Vader ducks and Vader hits Rick with a short arm clothesline that must... Make Roberts happy on the apron since that's one of his signature moves. Vader with a corner whip and a splash to Rick. Rick comes back with an impressive belly-to-belly suplex to Vader. That took a tremendous amount of strength. Vader bails out to the floor as Rick jogs around the ring and barks and the fans bark along with him. Vader gets back in the ring and tags Super Invader in. Koloff is also tagged in. They circle each other as a Nikita chant goes out. They lock up a couple of times and Nikita pushes off and Super Invader comes back with a shoulder block. But Koloff doesn't budge. 
another shoulder block, and again Koloff doesn't move. A series of back and forth moves, and Koloff with a pair of shoulder blocks that knocks Super Invader down. Then crossbody by Koloff gets the two count. Koloff follows that up with an armbar, and Super Invader comes back with a forearm to Koloff. Rude tagged in, and this has been a clunky match so far. Rude with a shot and an Irish whip. Koloff comes back with a kick of his own and a wrist lock, and Koloff just yanking on Rude's arm, and it looks like he's trying to dislocate it. Scott tagged in, and he picks the wrist lock up and gets Rude on the mat with an armbar. Rude trying not to pass out from the pain of the move. Rude back to his knees and trying to take Scott off of his feet or make his way over to his corner to make a tag. Scott hooks Rude's arm as Rude has made his way back to his feet and trying to reach to make the tag. Super Invader tagged in. Super Invader with a kick to Scott's stomach. He follows it up with a right hand and an Irish whip. He drops his head early and Scott with a double arm power bomb and an overhead belly to belly suplex. He then signals for the Frankensteiner, but Super Invader had tagged Rude in and Rude hit Scott from behind and knocked Scott down. Rude follows it up with a swinging neckbreaker to Scott. He hits a forearm to Scott and gets a two count. Roberts tagged in and hit Scott while Rude holds Scott for Roberts. Referee Nick Patrick gets Rude out and Roberts with a series of jabs to Scott and a shot to the midsection to knock Scott down. Vader tagged in. He gets Scott in the corner and hits him with some brutal looking forearms. He goes to take Scott out of the corner, and Scott just collapses to the mat. Vader with an Irish whip and a clothesline to Scott. Vader then kicks Scott and tags Ricky in. Vader then kicks Scott and tags Rude in. Rude with a double thrust to Scott's throat. Another throat thrust by Rude, but Scott reverses an Irish whip and hits a tilt-a-whirl slam. Both Roberts and Koloff tagged in, and Koloff hits some forearms to Roberts in the corner. Koloff follows that up with a couple of corner whips and a back elbow to Roberts. Koloff with another Irish whip and a shoulder tackle to Roberts. Koloff goes over and starts hitting the heels on the apron. And when he tries to run the ropes, Rude catches him with a knee to the midsection. Roberts takes advantage and rolls him up and Koloff is eliminated. Sting in and hitting Roberts with left and right hands. Roberts falls back to his own corner and Super Invader tagged in. Sting hits Super Invader with an Irish whip and a backdrop. Sting follows that up with a scoop slam and an elbow to Super Invader. Sting with a kick to the midsection and a bulldog to Super Invader. Sting gets the pin and Super Invader is eliminated and the teams are even at three men apiece. Vader in and Sting hits him with a series of right hands and Rick tagged in. Rick hits Vader, gets an Irish whip and a Steiner line on Vader. Rick follows that up with an overhead belly to back suplex and the crowd really comes to life for that move. Rick goes up to the second rope to come off on Vader, but Vader catches Rick and Vader power slams Rick. Vader then gets Rick about halfway up for a choke slam. It wasn't pretty, but it was effective. Vader then goes up to the second rope and splashes Rick. He gets a close two count and the crowd cheers wildly when Rick kicks out. Vader runs Rick into Rude's knee and Rude tagged in. Rude hits Rick with the big shots that knock Rude to his knees every time that he tries to get up. Rude with a front face lock and Rick on his knees in the center of the ring and it doesn't look good for him as he is a long ways away from his corner. Roberts comes in to distract Nick Patrick as Rick pushes away to his corner to tag Sting in, but the referee doesn't see it. Vader tagged in and slams Rick down. Vader goes up to the second rope, but Rick catches him and hits him with a few right hands and Vader responds with a right hand of his own and comes off on Rick, who catches Vader in midair and power slams Vader. Rude comes in to break up the count. Patrick goes to get Rude out, and Rick gets Vader up on his shoulders for Scott to come off the top rope with a Steiner line to Vader. Now Patrick turned around and saw this, and so Scott should be disqualified. 
Patrick does disqualify Scott. Rick and Vader both go over the top rope after Rick Steiner lines Vader. Rude and Roberts come into the ring and Sting also comes in and is fighting them off as Rick hits a big suplex to Vader on the outside. Rude thrown out of the ring and hits Rick with the Rude awakening out on the floor. Vader gets back in the ring, but Rick is counted out. The second that Vader gets back in the ring, Sting jumps on him with kicks, which is a good strategy as Sting is all alone now. Vader reverses an Irish whip and Sting comes back with a sunset flip. He can't get Vader over and Vader goes to come down on Sting, but Sting moves. Vader back to his feet and Sting hits him with a big right hand and Roberts tag in. Sting drives Roberts down to the mat. He then rubs Roberts' face into the mat. Sting with a corner whip and a stinger splash to Roberts. Sting follows that up with a scorpion deathlock. Medusa gets up on the apron to distract Patrick and Rude hits Sting with a clothesline from the apron to break up the scorpion deathlock. Rude then tagged in. Sting ducks a clothesline attempt and hits Rude with a shot. He then hits the heels on the apron. Sting then hits Rude with a bulldog and gets a two count. Roberts has put on a black glove and has come into the ring. Sting hits Rude with an Irish whip and an inverted atomic drop. Sting hits Rude with a slingshot suplex. Patrick's still tied up with Roberts and Vader climbs to the top rope and splashes Sting, but also catches Rude with a splash as well. Patrick saw the move and disqualifies Vader. Robert sneaks in and pulls Rude to the corner. Roberts tags himself in. The crowd starts chanting DDT. I bet Sting didn't like hearing that. Of course, DDT is easier to chant than Scorpion Deathlock or Stinger Splash, so I get it. Roberts hits the DDT on Sting in the center of the ring and gets the pin. The winners are Jake Roberts and Rick Rude, and that fickle crowd boos the announcement of the winners. WCW scrapbook of a Four Horseman interview during the period where Lex Luger was a member. Jim and Jesse discuss the hotline voting that 88% want the top rope rule rescinded and preview what's coming up on WCW Saturday night. They then show the Halloween Havoc mini-movie of the Spin the Wheel Make the Deal match announcement. When they come back from commercial, they have some executives and top stars from WCW on the podium and they have Freddie Miller do his Don't Miss It Be There catchphrase and a nice nod to the glory days of Georgia Championship Wrestling. They then wish everyone a good night and sign off from Atlanta. We then get our end credits. Final thoughts. This was a great show with a nod to the past. Sad seeing Andre in his final U.S. appearance, though. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Harris. You can support the show at paypal.me slash cupofjoepod. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from the heart of Virginia. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.